0: Welcome back to another episode of Real Talk with Grey Fox 247, and I'm Kylie. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about the mentality of failure. So, thank you all for tuning in, and let's go ahead and get this started. How's everything going, Kylie? Going good, Cody.
1: How are
0: you? Not bad at all. It's a little tired. Allergies are kicking my butt today. <laughs> like, really bad. <laughs> so, my throat's a little scratchy, guys. I do apologize in advance, but hopefully, I should come out clear um so how we ended up uh deciding on the subject for this episode we had a talk last week about what was it, the definition of failure and how we view it and how failure yeah. doesn't have a real definition exactly except for yeah. i guess your perspective on it um so i wanted to go back to what we talked about so what is The definition of failure to you to me yeah
1: oh (laughs) really big (laughs) the the definition i don't i don't know if i want to like spit out the definition for me because it's more of like for me it's more of like trial by fire like it's a feeling it's not like like it's not a thing, it's a feeling. So yeah. it's hard to define like, a feeling because a feeling is, is an aspect of so many things, like, mashed up together, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I guess in, in essence, failure to me is more or less a conceptualized perception of the self to be lesser.
0: That's a good way or to quote whatever, it. Yeah, for whatever reason, whether it's something physical,
1: like a, like a physical attribute, like, oh, I'm not skinny enough, or I'm not pretty enough, or I'm not, you know, my hair's not long enough, my eyes aren't blue, my skin's too dark or too light, like, whatever. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, or it could be, you know, I'm not smart enough, so a mental aspect. I'm, You know, I'm not as, as business smart, I'm not as street smart, I'm not as... um like, money smart, or tech savvy, or whatever, like, it's just something that, like, anybody around you prizes, so, like, I think what it starts off with, really, is a sense of idolization, you idolize someone else's opinion over yours,
0: yeah, that's a good way and to put like, it, yeah.
1: yeah, that is the, the baseline of failure, is you value someone else's opinion over yours, which means you value other people over yourself.
0: Yeah, and we'll yeah. we'll elaborate a little bit more on that on another episode, for sure. Um, I know that. It, I mean, that's that is actually really well put because that is true. That's definitely a part of how people view it. At least most people, like most people, will end up viewing it as just an unacceptable thing. And then yeah. what ends up coming from that is fear. Like, everybody fears failure. No one wants to fail. It's also a mixture of, like, a lack of
1: self-belief system. Like, we put so much of our belief system in other people, and we don't put enough
0: belief in ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's that thought of, like, I'm not good enough. Yeah for anything, you know, whatever it maybe you're facing, anything you're facing.
1: How <laughs> much of that do you think is taught, and how much of that do you think is, like, self-learned or, like, self-imposed?
0: Ooh, that's really deep. <laughs> um, oh yeah, like that. Okay, I, I'm going to say a lot of that's taught, a lot of that, except for, a handful of people in this world. Huh? Ballpark a percentage for me. What would you believe like if you had to go one percent to a hundred percent, what percentage would you say? It is being taught?
1: Yeah. Mm versus
0: Oh man, that's a rough one. I I'm leaning towards ninety five percent
1: really
0: yeah that see so right that's now? a hard number cuz like i i understand like um some of it is like a self confidence issue but i feel like it always comes from someone else you, like your parents or like friends anything people that are around you cuz like who like if you were to be okay i'm going to i'm going to go on here like so it's like the 99% versus the 1% aspect one percent of people think a certain way they look at failure as a stepping stone and they're going to teach their kids that you don't fear failure because that that is your life it is a series of failures i used to look at a series of challenges which is essentially the same thing but but it is a series of failures you're going to be you're going to be screwing up a lot in your life but the difference to like looking at as far as instead of like letting it bring you down for instance you're going to let it you're just going to learn from it you have to learn from it. Because otherwise, you're never gonna grow. Like, because you're not gonna get something right the first time. You never do. Like, you're always gonna screw up on something, or something's just not gonna be right for you sometimes. So, you're gonna try it and you're gonna fail at it. But that's where you're gonna learn that from. Like, how else are you gonna learn if you're not failing? And 99% of people view it as something to be feared. Like, you cannot fail. You have to, like, you have to just go, 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 go and make it. And which. But, or, and just succeed essentially. But then what ends up happening is like people just kind of hide away and get in, into their like comfortable lives instead of like taking chances or, or risks.
1: Oh, bro, you just touched on a touchy needle.
0: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Like, that, okay. I was, That's so I why I wondered
1: is, is failure really failure or is it the teaching of acceptance?
0: Yes, there we go. That's a good way to work, and that's why I look at as ninety five percent of it is taught. Because, yeah, like people are just looking to be accepted by, whether it be the, your or just get validated by their parents or like just the people around them, so they just kind of exist, you know, and do what they are comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Because, and that is 99% of people. That's why there's a 1% of people in this world that are incredibly successful. Because they had to change their mentality on this very thing. This is, like, the key to, like, success right here, I feel like, is viewing failure. I think huh? the,
1: you also just, like, semi-defined, like, half of the, the definition of life. Yeah. Which is essentially struggle. Like, think about, like, like, whether you believe in evolution or religion, what is the common ground struggle?
2: hmm
1: Or, like, overcoming, overpowering, um, being more righteous or spiritual or, like, like, self-bound, you know? Like, it's... This is, this is a big one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is why I was so excited to do this one, because I, I knew it was going to be a good one. Like just to talk about I me and you've talked about many times, and now we're just recording it, yeah. and it's something I've been teaching myself in the last goodness I, I would say three years like is when I definitely learned a lot more about it or like taught myself how to think that way but i've I've learned it from just different situations in my life, one in particular where like i I felt stuck like, really, really stuck, and I had to, like, just view, like, how did I, um, see, I wasn't, I, at the time, it wasn't about failure, though, because there was still a huge fear of failure back then, but I also learned how to not to give up during this particular situation, it was during homelessness, so, like, and just not giving up, and, but I, but after that, like, when I actually, when I actually got out of that situation, I did fear failure. Like there was, there was a point where, like, I got, I was afraid to take too many crazy risks financially, because I feared getting back in that situation. Thank okay,
1: you. hold on. So I have to interrupt you again. Okay. Let me ask you real fast. So, with that being said, would you say that you um are like in a state of fear of success or really failure? Are you afraid of succeeding more or are you afraid of failing more? Because I think a lot of people, are. honestly, I think they're afraid to succeed. I think they're really terrified to know how powerful
0: they actually are because that like, being that powerful is a responsibility. Yeah. Actually, yeah, that's a good point to bring up because I think on my side it's definitely succeed. I mean, because I would love to succeed, but it does bring on a lot of responsibility. That's a lot of weight on someone's shoulders and not a, not everyone's um capable of carrying that on them. You know, like it's baggage. But it's good baggage. Like, it's good baggage.
1: is, like a huge responsibility. Mm-hmm. Like, in and of itself, like running a business in general, but, like, I mean, it's like if you have a business where it's like this, where there's like an audience, you have a ginormous <laughs> responsibility.
0: This just it's made acting. me think of Spider Man. <laughs> With great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. Yeah, it's words to live by voice, like, because that's, like, really your
1: mind in, in a verbal, energetic expression.
2: hmm Yeah.
1: And your mind is your biggest tool. Like, everything we've ever known physically, other than plants and
2: animals and our own bodies, is, like, pretty much what we've created. hmm Of someone's mind. Like, so, like, that's what I mean,
1: so, like, would that also be because, like, Think about it, dude, Thomas Edison, friggin' oh, dude, you're, you're looking at so many people, like inventors, mathematicians, that you could go back in history and, and like, look at the recordings of how many failures there were, mm. like Steve Jobs, um, I mean, how many times did he fail before he... The, the Mac computer that, like, actually sold. And then on top of that, how many more times did he fail before before he ever passed away to oh, become yeah. one of the world's, like, biggest leading technological CEOs?
0: Mm-hmm. And if you're ever to listen to him talk, because I've gone to conventions about, like, with successful people, and they talk about this a lot like it really what? isn't just like like cause most people think that like it's just like you just gotta make more money make more money make more money make more money trade your time for money But it really just does comes down to just changing your mentality on this particular subject if you can like break that habit of viewing failure as something to be feared you can go incredibly far Really, really far. That's where you will become successful. It's also the drive.
1: There's a sense of shame about being afraid of something,
0: too. Like, it's like we're not allowed to be afraid of things anymore. We're not
1: allowed to be sad about things. We're not allowed to cry about things, be afraid, or because it's a sign of weakness that people, yet again, fear, which is like the ultimate... How can you fear fear? Like, you fear fear because it's fear. It's like this
0: ridiculous, crazy, psychotic cycle. I know, it is weird. It's the definition of insanity right there. Yeah. But that's the thing too. Is like, um, crap. What was I gonna say? Um. Oh goodness, I think I lost it. My bad. Hold on. <laughs> um. Oh yeah, I was gonna say like, um, I mean, it is okay to be afraid it really is like and that that's how people survive is fear you know like you but the, the difference is you don't want to let that define you essentially like you don't want to like let yourself just live in that comfortable lifestyle even though you're kind of miserable but you're comfortable with it you're just used to it you don't want to take those risks you don't it, it, people are afraid to change that's what it is like, people fear change because, yeah. again, it comes with more responsibility. And it's and taking power. that risk. Yeah. And it's breaking those habits. And and it is okay to be afraid. Don't get me wrong. Like, it, it is scary shit. Very, very scary. Like, I'm always afraid of change. But I'm also like, I'm like, the whole reason why I'm doing this podcast, like, you had to talk me into doing it.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, this is out of my comfort zone. It is out of my comfort zone. I am not used to like being like like I'll talk to people all day long, and I and I can have some really like deep moments with people. Like me, me and you have the deepest talks, like ever. You know, like as far as like everyone else goes, you know, in my life, I should say. Um, but I've never thought like one one thing you told me was that, and I've never heard this in my life. Not really, not the way you put it. Is that like I have a very powerful voice, I have a powerful brain, and let's talk about let's just talk. let's pass along that knowledge knowledge, you know, or just how I think, how, how you think. I can't remember how you worded it but it really hit me hard, and it really like it is a fear change like I'm not leaving that comfort zone like i I never thought I'd ever be able to run a podcast. Yeah, I actually want to be a voice actor. Like, I would love to do that kind of work, but it is also very scary for me
2: because it's new.
0: (laughs) I'm used to working at a gas station or, like, just putting in that kind of just some physical labor or just keeping myself or just pushing myself. But, yeah, I'm still afraid to leave my comfort zone sometimes. So, even me, like, guys, I'm teaching myself this stuff. This has been last 3 years in in particular have been very big for me cuz i'm really i've been working on changing my mentality and i've been putting myself around a lot of people that also think this way that's why i'll go to conventions once in a while cuz like it is really powerful listening to successful people just talk and they're not um what's the word i'm looking for boasting they're not they're not even boasting about their success they're just talking about how you can not be successful and the biggest thing they bring up is taking risks and not being afraid to fail i like, it is a huge thing like that gets brought up so many times at those conventions and it hits me hard because i've known this yet i'm still learning how to change my mentality on this and leave my comfort zone because it is very scary and it's okay to be afraid but you just don't want to let that fear stop you from doing what you want to do
1: I think 90% of the
0: population is paralyzed by the Mhm. And then one thing you said too the, uh, like how we ended up on the subject in our last conversation was we were talking about what is the difference between me and Robert Downey Jr. or any actor or celebrity for that matter but you, you use Robert Downey Jr because I am a huge fan. Love my Iron my Iron Man. <laughs> and cuz like there really isn't much of a difference. As far as like as being a person goes, we're just people. We're human. Yeah. But Robert Downey Jr. is such a great example of this because he did fail hard. He was at the peak of his career at one point, and he and he fell into drugs, ended up in rehab, and his career was like guaranteed over. Yeah. But he took a risk one day. He auditioned for the role of Tony Stark. And look where he is now. Twelve years later, he hit he. That was the biggest comeback for any actor I have ever seen, and probably will ever see in this li- lifetime. I feel like, because that was incredible, and he's such a cool dude. But yeah, he's he screwed up big time, and he still like has a hard time with it. Like I, I heard a story about a fan that came up to him and just talk to him about like how big of a fan he is like and like just that he loves his work all kinds of stuff and he i can't remember what exactly that fan said he said something that hit robert downey jr really hard though and he was just sitting there at the at a dinner table and i guess he was having a hard time that day he didn't say why but he was having a really rough day and he just like shook this person had this This person's hand and gave him a hug, or I think it was she actually gave her a hug and just said, I needed this today. Thank you so much. And what I can imagine is he was probably like going through a moment of just reflection because I I can guarantee there's like, even though like he's such a really cool dude and he's a great actor and he's successful, like he, I guarantee he still views his sorry, views himself as essentially a piece of shit, you know. To a, to a degree, like, not, like he, I don't think he actually thinks he's a piece of shit, but he's probably having a moment of just, like, reflecting on what had happened in the past, and wishes he could have changed things, but the thing is, like, his biggest failure became his greatest people, success. Most people who struggle with drug addictions
1: like that do have a very, very poor self-sense of who they are,
2: mm-hmm. where they're going to be, like... Like,
1: and it's just, like, it's not just, like, that, but it's, like, this, like, hopelessness. hmm Yeah. Hopelessness, wanting to numb the hopelessness. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, like, essentially, like, like, drugs <laughs> is a lot of, like, a way for people to
0: avoid their problems. Like, certain drugs. I'm not going to say all of them are, but certain drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. true. It's the it's a way to leave this reality and live in a new one in your brain. Yeah. But like what you had told me uh, that day, and this was just a casual like talk between us. But you were telling me like the difference between me and Robert Downey Jr. is drive. Well,
1: what we were talking about was actually the, like because you were a little nervous to start this podcast, and you were like, oh, like. I think in your head, I think you were like, what if it's not good enough? Like, what if it doesn't work out? What if like, you know? And I was like, it doesn't matter. I mean, it doesn't matter. What matters is like, if anybody, if one person hears you, you don't know what you just did.
0: Exactly. Like, you have yeah. no idea what
1: you just did. And that's actually
0: my goal did. is to help people. Like, that's why I want to be a personal trainer. I love helping yeah. people. And you put that very bluntly to me, but it did hit hard. You know, like I that like, Hey, like not only can I help people through personal training like, I, I talk to people all the time anyway, and I do my best to help. Um, but this is like a good way to like really reach out to people that are seeking that kind of help or just like, gosh, just someone to listen to, you know? Yeah. And because like, I know like, Dude, I will, I will scroll through YouTube videos, like, articles, podcasts, anything, because I, sometimes I just need a reminder, like, one video in particular that I am going to plug, I'm not getting paid for this, they're not getting paid for this, but it's one I actually go to all the freaking time, as a reminder, and it is uh, Peter Dinklage's speech of Bennington College, class of 2012. It's a 28-minute video of him just giving a speech to just a graduating class. But he talks about this.
2: Like,
0: and like, he, like I'm going to, like, one quote I can bring up, and I actually said this on accident earlier, but at one point, he just goes, maybe I was afraid of change. Are you? Such a simple sentence. <clears throat> But it really, like, that. that's something that really does hit me hard. Because, like, it, it got me thinking. It's like, guy, I am. <laughs> I am afraid of and Everyone is. It's I just rough, don't like to uh, dwell like, on that. Like, you don't know what to expect. And, like, people can't stand
1: the unexpected. <coughs> so
0: Excuse me, guys. Sad. It's because it's, like, the unknown, the unexpected, like...
1: But it's like, if you just fell into that, like, I wonder how many opportunities people don't take in their lives that could have, like, given them, like, if you could know all that information right now, how many opportunities you had, what opportunities you had, and what your life would have been like had you taken those opportunities. And you got to see, like, this, like, full spectrum of all these options that you've had mm-hmm. throughout the life you're at. Like, if you would have taken that job, or if you would have gone out with that friend, or if you would have. Like, I mean, you could break this down so far, it would be,
0: like, mind blowing. Yeah, you kind of think about, like, like, if there's a multiverse. Like, what if I did take that chance? What would have happened?
1: (laughs) But, but like, it's like, what would have been had you taken one chance versus another? Like, where would you be? Or if you took the chance that you're afraid to like, afraid to take what would what could your life be are you going to fail like okay if you do like what are you going to do are you just going to like be like oh well screw it I'm done with that like I I actually had, oh my gosh dude I had a conversation with someone like I was, this is so crazy I had a conversation with someone literally yesterday having to do with things kind of like this and I just really noticed how negative she was and I was like oh my gosh like, to live in your mind. She, so I, I noticed some jewelry that she was making, and I was like, that's really beautiful. And she was like, oh, thanks. Like, and, and then she like went into a little bit of like how she got into it. Uh, and I was like, that's really cool. And then I asked her, I was like, do you ever sell it? And she was like, I tried one time. And I was like, okay. You tried one time, and she was like, yeah. And she was like, but I, I just can't handle the disappointment. I can't handle it. And she's like, I'm just, I'm just someone who like has to have things go the way they need to go the first time around. And I was like, <laughs> oh, like if you're, if, if
0: <laughs> that's kind of weird that had, that just happened yesterday.
1: <laughs> yeah. when I just thought of it, I was like, so if everyone in the world <laughs> felt this, we literally have nothing that we have right now. Like you wouldn't have this. Like, you wouldn't have this app that we're working on, you wouldn't have any of the platforms that we're on, you wouldn't have the the technology to do it with, you wouldn't have the medicine that you have, like, nothing. You would have nothing if that was everyone's attitude. Like, it's so scary that this is what paralyzes most and a lot of our species. Like, it's not just our society, it's not just our nation, it's our species. Hmm. So, like, that's, like, the really, really scary thing about that. And, like, think about what kind of mindset that creates and what that passes down to your kids and their yeah. kids. <clears throat> yeah, like, it's that's... no wonder people are spending more time inside than they are out. because we feel the world.
2: Yeah, yeah. So we've got yeah.
1: little boxes in front of our TV screens instead of talking and looking in, in each other's eyes. and. Having deep, meaningful conversations, we'd rather look at people and and stories and fabricated information and padded information through little TV screens and our our comfortable little flywall boxes.
0: Yeah, and see again, I've come from that where like there was a point in my life. I I believe I I've explained. I've I told you guys this about about this before. Like where I was just gaining weight. I was unemployed. All I was doing was playing video games all day. I wouldn't do anything. I'd just be sitting in my room gaming, lock myself away. And I was afraid of, like, I was really afraid of life. And it's was because uh, <clears throat> I had failed and I let that drag me down to a pit of just depression and Misery where like I just needed to just game all day or watch movies or something and eat food, and at that point I I reached three hundred ninety three pounds, and then when I saw that on the scale that was a huge eye opener for me. So I took, I took a financial chance, lost fifty pounds, and then I stopped because of another failure. And again, I, I stopped, I, I stopped going. I, so I lost 50 pounds um, <clears throat> and I never went back to it until three years ago, three years ago, not three years later, I almost said three years later. <laughs> until three years ago, when you had talked me, talked me into going back to the gym and I was afraid of the same thing. Like I was afraid of like taking that chance and my excuse was financial, but I was afraid of the work.
1: Well, I think also with losing weight, I think a lot of people are also afraid to see their body change so drastically.
2: Yeah.
1: Because first of all, it's an admittance to what you've done. Mm-hmm. And then on top of it, it's also like, it's so like, it's like when, when women get pregnant, like, I mean, your body changes so fast. Like really, honestly, a year, even two years is not that much time. Like, that's why, like, with, like, so, we've we've talked about this in the other episodes before this, but, like, I had a binge eating disorder for mm-hmm. a long time, like, um, and I would just gorge, dude, but, like, it's, i uh, so yeah, I just, like, I totally lost my point there.
0: That's cool, <laughs> but you know what's funny about, I mean, I, I get where you're getting at, and it's funny about you kind of bringing that up too. Is like just yesterday I had someone tell me I'm way too skinny now, <laughs> and it, that shit is so weird for me to hear. Still to this day, like like I I've been I'm two hundred seven pounds. You know, like and a lot of it's because of my height. So I I do look like I'm on the skinnier side, but there's to me there's still so much work to be done. I still view yeah. that fat kid from three years ago, or fat guy, because I'm a you know I'm almost thirty. um but like i still view that fat person from three years ago so like anytime someone like compares their weight with mine or something like this this has been happening a lot recently actually so like i had this older man uh he was just a customer at work he's he's overweight and he he was just talking about his youth a little bit how he used to be just as small as me like he like he was just talking to my Actually, I know I know it. he was talking to my grandpa. That's right. He had visited me at work. And he started talking to my grandpa. And he was just talking about his time in the military. And my grandpa was in the military too. So they just kind of bonded that way. And he was just kind of was like, yeah, I used to be as small as Cody back over there. And I looked up and I'm like, what are you talking about? And then I'm like, oh, yeah, like I've lost a bunch of weight. Like I still view that fat guy. I really do. It's weird, because, like, anytime someone, like, I, I used to make fat jokes about myself all the time. Like, you know, I, I think I brought this, I may have quoted this at another in another podcast, I I do apologize if I'm repeating myself. But it is still kind of funny to me, where, like, I used, like, if I was recommending food to someone at, at my job, I would always tell them, like, hey, I'm a fat guy, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and I'd get a good laugh out of it. Out of it. I could speak. Um, but once in a while that still slips out. And then I have to remember like I've I've actually had a friend or my coworker slash friend at work. He pointed that out I was like Cody, you're no longer fat. You do know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> like straight right. up. And I'm like, yeah, sometimes I forget. And it is true. I actually call it fat guy PTSD because I have nightmares over that. Because, I mean, that's been an ongoing thing in my life is just being overweight, and that's just, that is, you know, like, the biggest failure of my life, really, is letting myself be that way for so freaking long, but I am very proud that, you know, even though I'm 28 years old, I had to go through high school that way, and just, well... The whole my whole school career, I went through that way. And I was always made fun of as a kid. I was bullied, spat on, called fat, constantly shit, chip, dip, betrayed by friends. Even like I have a I had a friend that uh, he was just someone that wasn't in our core group of people. He was a skater dude, and then me and my friends we were just a bunch of nerds. We play Yu Gi Oh in the park and then play video games and shit. And because he wanted friends, he had just moved into town. He had come over to our table and just start talking to us and we hung out with him for a good while and he was a cool guy until one day he kind of like we started school he found his skater group of friends and he just turned on me like straight up he came up and like really put me down like just i can't remember what he said but he was just really like oh you're such a fat ass man look at you fat ass you know going on and on like like how do you even look at yourself in the mirror dude yeah, it was bad. Like, I, re- I will never forget that moment. Because, like, that year, I would barely eat. I couldn't do it. I was so embarrassed to eat in front of other people Um, because of that. And I ended up losing weight that way, though. But it was very unhealthy. Like, I actually, there was, like, I, I would skip meals. Like, I wouldn't eat at school because it was around so many people um so yeah like it was it's not fun it was not fun at all so like to be put fast forward to now you know like to be put in this situation now where i i am no longer i mean like i'm probably i'm still considered overweight i'm 207 pounds but i'm viewed as this skinny guy now or as someone that has lost a bunch of weight and succeeded and overcame this obesity like it inspires a lot of people, but it's such a weird feeling for me. Like when people bring it up, because I still view that failure, and sometimes it's really scary. Like we've talked about, like the battle between old me and new me, and basically you've told me just accept the old me, but yeah. continue to grow from it. Like it's it's really weird, and when I have nightmares about it, it gets like I I. I it, it's freaky for me but anyway i kind of went on there i do apologize um this is called real talk and i'm glad i kind i, kinda, I kinda can get more real with you guys especially as i get more comfortable with this podcast but we are starting to run low on time so there is a couple of quotes i want to say from that peter dinklage video and if you guys know who peter dinklage is uh, uh dinklage He's the guy who plays Tyrion Lannister in Game of Thrones. I'm sure most of you know who he is, but just just to be on the safe side, he's the imp, and he's a cool dude. And he gave a speech at Bankington, uh College class of 2012, and I highly encourage you guys to watch this video, because it is really, it's deep. Like, he's a goofball in this speech, but he gets really deep and he hits some really good points. And I will refer to this video from time to time. So my challenge for you guys this week is to watch this video. Um, So I'm going to quote this. um, Raise the rest of your life to meet you. Don't search for defining moments because they will never come. The moments that have defined you have already happened and they will already happen again, and it passes so quickly. So please, bring each other along with you. And then, this is the end of his speech. Like, I wanted wanted to end this podcast with this uh, quote, because it is just too good. It is just too good. (laughs) Um... The world might say you are not re- or sorry, the world might say you are not allowed to fail yet. I waited a long time out in the world before I gave myself permission to fail. Please don't even bother asking. Don't bother telling the world you are ready. Show it. Do it. What did Beckett say? Ever tried. Ever failed. No matter. Try again. Fail again. Fail better. Now, with that said, um, is there anything you'd like to add, Kylie? I think that pretty much wraps it up. Yeah. <laughs> we got pretty deep there. <laughs> All right, so... Thank you all for listening. I, we, we appreciate your support. And we'll see you next week. You have a good one.